Good morning and welcome back to the Mastering MHA podcast. This morning I wanted to just hop on really quickly and record a session all about things that you should know for administrative fellowship interviews. I feel like this is the hottest topic right now and understandably so since so many of you are going through interviews now and are trying to figure out where you're going to go, how to know what the fit is, and how to prepare best for interviews, whether you're doing a phone interviews, video interviews, or on-site, in-person interviews. So like I said, this is going to be a rather short episode just because I want this to be something that you guys can play and listen to when you are going to work, going to your interview, um, or just doing things on the daily in between classes, etc. And I think I'm just going to start off by saying that congratulations, it is a big milestone to get to the interview stage. I don't think when you're going through it, you recognize this as much as you do after the fact. But it is a big step in the process. Obviously, you've spent so much time applying. You have, you know, talked with people, past fellows, mentors, peers, etc. And you've really figured out that this is what you want to do. This is why you want to complete your master's and what you want to do as that first step after. And so I just want to take a second, if nobody else is, (laughs) to recognize you for the hard work that you've put in and also just for getting to where you are. And I challenge you to take a moment to think about it, too, because one, I think it's something that we don't do enough, like I said earlier, but then also it's actually a big part of the process of being a good interviewee or candidate for the fellowship. When you have somebody who comes into the room or the space that you're interviewing them and you can tell that they've taken a moment to reflect and be grateful for where they are, it just speaks volumes to their character, to who they are, and to how they're going to do that day. I find that as somebody who's been on both sides of the interview kind of phase or process, you do notice a big difference. And I can say that from personal work, but then also just from having been recently on the side of interviewing and meeting new candidates, you can tell when somebody's taken a moment of gratitude, shall we say, to just sit, pause, reflect, and think about how far they've come. That transitions me to kind of the first point in preparation for interviews, which is taking a moment to reflect. So this can mean a few different things. I'll break it down here for you. But the first thing, like I said, is taking a moment to reflect to how you got to where you are in that literal moment. So whether that's you know, taking a moment to be appreciative for getting the interview or the person who set up the time to do the interview or meet with you, etc. I think just having that thank you or that nod um, to that moment is really nice. So that could be in your introductions. It could be um, when you're showing up to your onsite interviews, uh, during your phone interview, you just say, thank you so much for having me. All of those things are really little, but it is a moment of reflection. The second thing I would say is when you start thinking about your resume, right? In preparation, a lot of times we start thinking about what questions should I ask and what questions am I going to be asked, but we don't always think about what's on my resume that I turned in. And I think this is so important because I will never forget, I had an interview for uh, a fellowship And they asked me something that was on my resume and I forgot. (laughs) And I think it was just because one, I was nervous as heck, but two, I didn't take the time to like review my own materials. And I realized in that moment how important it is to review right before you go into any session or interview or panel or whatever it is, 
your things that you turned in, right? Because after all, that's a way to level set easily with somebody that you're going to interview with is saying, hey, I took the time to put these materials together. You reviewed them. I reviewed them. Now let's talk about them. So that's a second form of reflection that I think is really, really, really important during the interview phase of admin fellowships. The third thing I'll say about reflections is that as you're going through the process, it's really important to reflect from one interview to another. This can mean you're taking time to look back at how you did in the phone interview, what you wish you had talked about, um, and then bring it to your on-site interview. Or it can mean you got a phone interview for one site, you didn't progress in that site, but you got a different interview in a different place. Um, how can you take that previous interview and utilize that information, that knowledge, those skills, that experience, and put it into the next one and make it better? So now that you've taken a moment to reflect upon all of those things, let's think about the actual prep for the interview. So now I'm talking about questions for your interviewee, questions for yourself in preparation, and then questions for anybody that you're meeting with at the organization. So the reason I'm breaking these down into three buckets, again, I know so many buckets, but three is a good one to grasp on too. Um, is because I feel like there are three components, right? There's obviously the organization you're interviewing with, there are the people that you're talking to, and then there's you. And you're an external source, you have fresh eyes, and I think that's something to really capitalize on. When you're talking about bringing something new or what are you going to do here, all of those types of questions are trying to get you to think, how do you fit into this organization? How do you see yourself here? Why do you see yourself here? And why are you interviewing for this site as opposed to all the others that are out there? And I think this type of question or this bucket of questions is really important. Again, it comes from a lot of that reflection that you've just done, but also a big part of it is thinking about your future. And this doesn't have to be five years out or 10 years out or anything like that. It could literally mean a year from now, right? Because you're interviewing a year before you start. Where do you hope to be, right? For a lot of people, it's, I hope to finish my master's degree. I hope to have learned XYZ in the classroom and applied it in an internship setting. And I hope to be a fellow here where I can learn X, Y, and Z easy two-minute sentence phrase that you can use and apply in any interview setting that asks you those types of questions. So again, those types of questions are, tell me about why you want to be here. Tell me about why XYZ organization. Tell me why you want to be here at this site and what you hope to do. And lastly, I think the most common one is Tell me about yourself and why you're interested in our organization, right? These are a few different ways that the same question is being asked, but it challenges you to think about it. And I would say, depending on how they phrase it, try to mirror that language, right? And so that takes us into the second bucket of questions, which is questions for your interviewee. So a lot of times people will be really nervous. They'll be messaging me on Instagram, which I appreciate and love because I think that's all about what that platform is for. Um, but people will DM me and say, I'm super nervous to talk to a CEO. I'm super nervous to talk to a manager of blah, 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 because they're so high up and I have no context of how to talk to somebody. And I always, always, always say they are a human first and foremost, right? Nobody ever thinks I'm going to be CEO one day. I mean, if you do, kudos to you. <laughs> but 
most people typically say or typically will tell you, I never thought I'd be in this role, but here I am. And here's how I got here, right? So one question you can always ask your interviewee is, how did you get to where you are? Or how did you know that you wanted to be in this position at this organization? That's a really simple question that right off the bat shows your interest in that person, which everybody loves, but it also shows a a side of depth because not only do you want to know like why are you CEO or why are you this director but you want to know what got them there how they got there and I think that then leads into the kind of other questions that you can ask interviewees about the organization so for example if you were to start off with how did you get to where you are and why did you choose this organization and they say something like well, this is my journey, you know, I did my MHA, MBA, whatever they did, and I got to this director position or this manager position, and then I escalated up. And then, you know, choosing this organization either came from having been here all those years or wanting a new change, blah, blah, blah. They start talking about that. What you should be doing is, one, listening, but then also start thinking about, okay, what do we have in common? Why are there common grounds between what I want and what they wanted, right? And then what is something that I really enjoy that they talked about? For example, if they said something about, you know, really enjoying the culture of the organization, and I know that one's a really easy one, um, but I picked it because it happens a lot, right? People probably tell you, I enjoy the culture of the organization that I'm at. It's inclusive. It's diverse. It's a challenging environment where I can learn and grow. The easiest next question for you is, well, tell me about that learning and growth, right? Tell me about how as a fellow, I might be involved in that or how as a preceptor, you might navigate that with me. Tell me about what... um, characteristics you want to continuously add to the fellowship pool to the organization and how can I be a part of that spinning things like those keywords is really important because it shows that you're engaged it shows that you're listening and it allows you as the interviewee to then see what they see in an organization. And those are the types of invaluable moments that you're going to get during on-sites, during phone interviews, during video interviews that you wouldn't have gotten on paper. You can't research those online, etc. So finally, this brings us to the third bucket of questions, which is the broadest bucket of all, <laughs> but it's questions about the organization in general, right? So again, think about, you know, if you've asked about culture already, think about something different pivot a little bit and think about, well, how has this organization grown, right? When I talk about doing research about the organization, it's not just reading their fellowship page. It's about reading their mission and vision. It's about reading their history. It's about knowing how many hospitals they have in their system, why they're so big, where their footprint is, what their types of patients they serve are, um, what their community interests are, et cetera. Those are the things that will help you figure out your fit. I say this from personal experience because when I was interviewing, something that was really important to me was being in a city, being at an academic medical center, being somewhere where there's a large system so I can see how different components of strategy, operations, quality, technology, etc., all fit in together or don't, right? And so this is something that when you're thinking about questions to ask people there, whether it's a fellow, um, anybody that you're interviewing with or anybody that you interact with about the site that you're on for your interview, 
Think about those types of things. So a common question that I think is a good one, it's easily applicable, but then also just easy to remember off the top of your head is tell me something unique about this organization that you learned when you were here. I think this one's a little fun. It takes things down a notch from being super, super serious and intense for both interviewee interviewers. And it allows you to learn something new. And hopefully they'll tell you something that is kind of random. It might give you an opportunity to laugh, to showcase some um, personal side of you as opposed to just the interview side of you, as I like to say. But um, I think it's a great conversation opener. And who knows where you can go from there. I would say, obviously, keep it professional, but allow that to be a window where you can say, oh, that's so cool. Like, I didn't know about that. You know, one of the centers I used to work at um, used to have something similar or the places I've been at have never had that. And so I find that really interesting. Um, It also ties into my personal interest of being outdoors or like whatever. You can spin those things and hopefully they're things that actually mean things to you. So think about being intentful, right? And so that leads me to kind of the last and final thing I want to talk about when you're thinking about prepping for interviews throughout the admin fellowship process, and that's being intentional. Knowing your presence is very different than knowing um, the ability that you have to exude something. And what I mean by that is when you walk into a room, think about what your friends would say about you, right? Do your friends think you're silly, you're goofy, you're the class clown, or do people think you're, you know, put together, you have your moments, but you're a really great team worker. Think about who you want to be. That's your presence, right? So for example, I like to think that if I walk into a room, people think I have my ish together. People think that I Um, I'm prepared and I'm ready to jump in for whatever is on the docket and that people think I am approachable, right? People want to talk to me. People can feel comfortable talking to me. These are all types of things that have to do with my presence. Now, these are different from what I might exude, which is when you actually talk to me, right? You might find that I am a little silly, I am a little goofy, or I am a little tired that day. Whatever you're exuding is going to come out, right? And so you want to think of ways to match your presence to what you're exuding, but then also to recognize that your presence might be different than what you put out. And how do you explain that difference? Because that's a lot of what we look for in an interview setting. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Some of you listening might think, oh my gosh, they're thinking about my presence and what I exude. And I don't know what I exude. or I don't know what my presence is. But think of it this way. When somebody walks into a room, how do they react to you, right? A lot of times in an interview setting, people are going to be nervous, so it might be really stern looks across the room. But as soon as you break a smile, do people react to it? Do people feel like, hey, how are you? What's your name? Or do you introduce yourself, right? Things like that are simple, simple ways of understanding your presence. If you walk into a room and are silent, Know that your presence is going to be a little bit more subdued. It's going to be a little bit more closed off and held back, right? That just makes sense. Whereas if you walk into a room and you're chatting with people immediately, you're going to be known as somebody who's super exuberant. Does that reflect who you are? Does that reflect what you exude, who you are on the day-to-day? It doesn't have to be picture perfect, right? I'm not saying pick your best day and match it every single day because that's not realistic, But on your interview day, you do want to paint a snapshot picture of who you are, who you are going to be to work with, and and what you're going to be like in that space, right? So take whatever you're feeling. If it's nerves, 
acknowledge it, right? It's honestly easier to acknowledge something mutually than to have to leave one to assume, right? And by that, I mean, if you're super nervous and you're like, oh, I'm not nervous at all, but everybody can feel you exuding nervousness, they're going to know you're nervous and they're going to question probably why didn't she address that if she was obviously nervous, right? Um, Those are little things that like on the back end as somebody who's been through it, as somebody who's seen other people go through it, I can tell you and I hope that helps you prepare because I think this general concept of knowing your presence and knowing what you exude is really important to collectively figuring out who you are, how you want to be, you know, interpreted, presented, understood, and who you want to be at the organization, right? So it takes into account the reflection that you've done, the preparation that you've done, and then the future spectrum of what you want to be, how you want to get there, and who you want to do it with, right? So the last thing I'll leave you with, because I know this is kind of getting long, and I said this is going to be a shorter episode, is the thought about, okay, now you're at this on-site interview, you're in your suit, you're in your pantsuit, you're in whatever you're wearing, you're feeling confident, hopefully, (laughs) and you are ready to rock this interview. What is something that's fun about you that you want people to know? Just take a second to think about it. I know it might seem really silly in the moment, me asking you this on a podcast because one, you can't answer and you might be thinking this has nothing to do with interviews, but I promise you it does. The reason why is because when you're nervous, you're going to be thinking about a million things and they're probably not going to be how professional you are, how accomplished you are, and how confident you truly are and can be in yourself. A lot of the times when we're nervous, we think about all the things that are wrong with us, all the things that we hate about ourselves, all the things that we are really anxious about and haven't prepared for, all the negative things basically, right? Now, if you've thought about something that is funny about you or is fun about you, it could be that you tell a really great joke or that you have um, a really cool collection of shoes or <laughs> that you are a big foodie, something like that. It's a moment that you can share with somebody when it's in an interview. If they ask you, tell me something fun or tell me something that's not on your resume, right? It's a great way to break the ice. It's also an easy way for you to feel comfortable. It's your safe space. So by questioning you to think about that on a podcast on an early Wednesday morning, I'm giving you an opportunity to create something for yourself during that interview, right? Because again, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, that's not always something that we prioritize or think about. So think about something that's fun about yourself, Feel free to DM me and share it on Instagram if you listened to this podcast episode, thought about it, and it helped, or that you just want to share and chat. I'd love to hear about your fun facts about yourself and get to know more of you. But with that, I will wrap this up and wish you the very best of luck. You're going to kill this interview, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon.